And we're back. We're back, and we've officially made our one year worth of podcasts. Right, except seven of those are now available to the public. And it took us more than a year to get to a year's worth. But you know what? We did it. <laughs> we did it. We made it to 52. And you know what we did to honor that? Nothing special. Nothing at all special. In <laughs> fact, we took a break and came back and then just did a normal episode. Yeah. Got a little bit of news, a little bit of bitching, you know, the, the Healthy Obsession special. Yeah, we're. I, I think we're at our best when we're bitching. Yeah, we're both chronic bitchers. What Which can we is say? probably not like the best way to make content. Well, you know what? Then people need to put out more news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the news cycle's fault. Yeah, not the fact that we can't come up with or plan ideas for the podcast. Anyway, we're going way too long in the intro. Uh, hope you enjoy. You know, it's 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 a good one, I think. So Chris, I gotta. I, it, it's it's my turn to start out one of these bad boys with a with a problem. Okay. So um, I think we might have talked about this on the podcast a couple weeks ago, or at the at, you know at the least we talk, I talked to you about it. But um, you know we're big we're big fans, big fans. Me especially of Bo Burnham's Inside. Yeah. Um, I've I've streamed the album too many times for one man on Spotify. And so a couple weeks ago, I got an email uh, from Spotify. I don't know who all it would have gone out to, but it was like, oh, you know, you're such... This is going out to people who are just huge fans of Bo Burnham's Inside. And it was like a promo to... I don't know what, how many times I would have had to have listened to it. If you might have been if you just listened to it once on Spotify. But it was like if you, if you had listened to the album version of the songs... On Spotify, it was like a link to pre-order a a pink version of the vinyl release. That's I think early November, early December is when it comes out. I uh, think. December third, if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And so I saw I got the first time I got this email. I, I saw this email like 15 minutes after, 10 15 minutes after it was sent. So I clicked the link, going, oh, that'd be cool if I could get one. Already sold out. And I'm like, okay. Kind of figured, because there was only like a thousand prints that they had. Whatever. You know, it's fine. Um, kind of shitty that uh, it was gone that fast, because that seems still kind of crazy. I don't know how many people got the email, but it's like, okay, cool, well, whatever. Um, so, I thought nothing of it. Until today, when um, I just so happened to check my email at work. I don't know why. I just did. Um, and it was a very similar, uh, to my surprise, I got another email from Spotify saying that they heard feedback and there was so much demand the first time that they were able to get another thousand prints done to be able to be pre-ordered. And again, I saw this email like 10 to 15 minutes after it was originally sent. Um, and I think you should, you, you can probably figure out where this is going. I clicked the link again, and of course, it was already sold out. So, twofold. One, I need Spotify to stop fucking blue ballsing me. Um, and get my hopes up to just tear it away. And two, I found out, and I don't know, since they were sold out when I, uh, clicked the link, I decided to, uh, just fuck around and, like, click the plus thing and see how, how high I could make, how many, like, copies I could theoretically maybe purchase at once. 
Um, it didn't stop going up. Granted, I only went up to like eight, but um, I'm I'm just sitting here going, okay, you made a thousand of these. I don't know how many people you would have you. That means you sent it to at least a thousand people. But um, if it's supposed to be a thing going out to people who've listened to it a lot, why would you allow anyone to buy more than one per link you send out? I just I can't I can't understand why you would do that. And I know it's not like a Bo Burnham thing because he probably has no say in how that happens. It's a hundred percent a Spotify thing, but it's just kind of really fucking annoying. Uh, and I mean, if we want, I could go into a whole bigger thing about how uh, this is just indicative of the current scalping market on anything limited edition and literally anything, and how everything is just swept up by bots and then uh, sold on uh, aftermarket for like at least twice as much. I saw some stuff on the Reddit post. Some There was a Reddit post after the email first went out, and someone was like, yeah, I already see it posted on eBay for $200, and it costs like $35 to pre-order it. And I'm just kind of like, what? I know there's no incentive for any of these companies to institute like limits on how much one person could buy. But you would just think with the kind of promotion they were trying to do with this, you would at least think to put a limit on how many someone, one person, one, any one person. See, that's a, that's a <laughs> reference. That's a reference if you get it. Uh, any one person could fucking buy. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I was I was a little annoyed. A little annoyed. I was pissed that I got bamboozled again. Yeah, there's several things I don't understand about this. One, I don't know how in 2021 and really in 2020 you you could sell anything online, especially something that is a limited release and not put some kind of limit on it. Like at at this point it feels like companies are being willfully ignorant to the idea of scalpers and and to your point spotify is making their money either way so they don't have to care but also they're gonna sell all of them anyway yeah so it's not like they're gonna lose money but i mean yeah with only a thousand like come on yeah and those, that's, are, and those that's, are selling out that's number two i i kind of don't I didn't get this email. I must not be signed up for like Spotify promotions or something because I think that's a new thing they're doing. Like Spotify is in the middle of evolving itself in a lot of ways. I mm-hmm. I don't understand why a massive corporation like Spotify or whoever Spotify's parent company is at this point. I, I'm not sure. I think it's just Spotify. I don't okay. think they're owned by anybody. They're massive. They are the go-to music streaming platform available today and becoming the go-to podcast place why they're 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 moving up why are they releasing any merch and limiting it to only a thousand and like and like you said it's only 35 to pre-order that's normal vinyl money that's not like crazy expensive vinyl you're not even getting a really cool vinyl you're just getting a pink one you're not getting any bonus with it, it It does look pretty cool. I'm just going to That's that fine, but it's only $35. There's no reason it needs to be that limited. I yeah. Just in the last three months, I have pre-ordered as part of pseudo Kickstarter campaigns to get more than a thousand vinyls printed of some indie artist. I don't understand why it was only limited to a thousand. Now, I, I might have to go back and see exact, uh, see if the first release was a thousand because I don't remember on that one. I do know that this latest one 
was an additional thousand. And to me, that just means like, uh, what I think happened is I, cause I bet Spotify didn't give a fuck, but I bet, uh, Bo Burnham and his team got wind of how like disappointed a lot of people were that they couldn't, they didn't get an opportunity to pre-order one. And I would be more willing to bet that he, him and his team pushed for them to do another, like print it, print more and let more people get a chance at getting one. Uh, now this is all said, I already have one pre-ordered anyway, but the pink one does look pretty cool. And so I was hoping I could get it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's unfathomable. And I mean, kind of, I was kind of hinting at this too, because the the other thing that this is a huge issue in is currently is Pokemon cards. Like bots just buy up Pokemon card packs and booster packs immediately upon release to the point where like you can't get them. And that I almost think sucks more just because like, I mean, Pokemon cards at the end of the day are more centered towards children. So like, it's kind of shitty that People my age or older are just buying shit up um, with bots and then just reselling it so that like kids can't even buy them. And Pokemon, at least for on Pokemon cards, like to give Pokemon the Pokemon company some credit, they have instituted maxes on how many of the things you can buy in most places. And a lot of retailers too, like Target, only limits you to like one or two items now because it's become such a problem that like the target demographic isn't even able to get it that's a little separate from this you know because again children's product versus a vinyl but it's it is unless there ever becomes an economic incentive for these companies to actually limit how many of these limited edition type things one person can get we're basically just fucked and that kind of just sucks right and that does kind of bring me to the third thing i don't understand about the situation uh, why do you want the vinyl? Uh, collector's edition shit. Okay. That's really it. Because you don't have a way to play it. Well, I mean, I can get a... It's not that hard to get a... You would thing. buy a record player for one record. I'd ask my dad to give me his when he dies. <laughs> okay, I'd just take his when he dies. Okay, I guess that's fair. You'll just have a record you can't listen to for like 15 years. Well, since I also uh, pre-ordered Sorry the Pokemon... Sorry you just dated your dad dying. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> but I also pre-ordered the uh, Pokemon 25 uh, vinyl. That's mostly because of the way all po- how all Pokemon shit's going. I was like, I might not even open that. And just hold <laughs> on to that, baby. And sell that a couple of years down the road. Yeah. Um, Honestly, if you buy one and resell, I I, I think that's that, that's kind of okay. Like when you buy ten to resell, you're officially a scalper. Yeah, you're a piece of shit, and I hate you, and you should feel bad and go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's my opening rant. Wow, that was ten minutes. Jesus. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> uh, I thought so. We, we probably could have started recording 10 minutes earlier than we did, uh, but I was having a crisis because oh. I, I've been doing a lot of laundry today and uh, I'm washing my bedding currently. And I, I thought somehow in the midst of doing, I think I've done three loads of laundry today. I thought I lost an entire pillowcase. Oh, like most people lose a sock, right? I thought I lost a whole fucking pillowcase. 
just like in the washer? I had no idea because I didn't <laughs> see it in the load I pulled out that it should have been in. So I went to the dryer where my last load is and I stopped it and I pulled out the wet sheets there and I searched through those and I couldn't find it. So I went back to the, the first load that got dried that I still have in a pile on my sheetless bed and I dug through that and I couldn't find it. I had no idea where it could have gone. Uh, but then it was, uh, it was on the floor under my desk. Oof. Big oof. <laughs> but other than that, I'm doing fine. Nice. I almost died over the weekend. That was fun. You did. You did almost die because you're an old fucking man. I am now on blood pressure medication. Fucking yeah, dude. <laughs> but I didn't die, so that's the good part, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't have to find a new but roommate. I, I also know what it, uh, I now know how it feels to go through a panic attack, and I really hope to fucking God that never happens again, because, boy, that was terrifying. Yeah, I bet. You ever, you, <laughs> never thought I'd actually get to simulate what it feels like to have your heart explode. <laughs> I, but, I've um, had similar sensations, but for different reasons. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Reasons that so I, we, I probably what, shouldn't talk about on a podcast. What are, what are we jumping into here first, Chris? Okay, are we, am so, I giving you the anime news, or are we talking Disney? Let me, let me, let me, let me say one thing first that, that'll, be, that'll be quick. Um, oh. I, I have said before, also sorry if there's like plastic crinkling sound coming over my mic. Um, <gasps> I, I have said before that... Ryan Gosling is oh, no. the most generic man in existence. Looking right. man. And I, and I don't mean this as an insult, because he is an objectively attractive man, and as a bisexual man, I can say that, yeah, Ryan Gosling is very hot. I have nothing wrong with Ryan Gosling. But he is pretty in the most generic way. Like, there are guys that objectively don't look as good as him, but I find more attractive because they are less generically pretty, right? Mm-hmm. With some mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. I find that this is a controversial take. But this Man. week, I feel validated <laughs> because it was announced that Ryan Gosling has been cast as Ken in the live-action Barbie movie. And if that's well, not yeah. peak generic attractive, I don't know what else could be. Are they going to make his neck look like a Barbie? What does that mean? You know, super thin and long. <laughs> I doubt they're going to do any post-processing like that. I be hope fucking they do. horrifying. I oh know. That's why I hope they do it. I hope whoever's playing Barbie, the same thing happens. Yeah. Because that would be... I would see, go see that in a heartbeat, mostly because it'd be terrifying. Which uh, Margot Robbie is Barbie. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, I'm going to just go see this. <laughs> two beautiful people, I'm in. Yeah, Margot Robbie with like a two foot long neck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you ever see Legion or like any of the trailers for Legion? Maybe. It was, uh, there, there was this one very particular scene in Legion with uh, this, I, I think they were all angels, but this angel like dressed as an ice cream man. And he starts, like, charging all the main characters in the movie. But before he does, he just, like, elongates all of his limbs and his jaw drops really far so his mouth is really long while he's screaming. And it was one of the scariest things I'd ever seen as a kid. Ever since then, long limbs really freaked me out. (laughs) Fair enough. 
Which there was a scene in old that was like that, except even worse. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, go I watch think. old. Nah, it's not after, good. After, but I, yeah, I don't. You told me the twist, and I'm kind of just like, yeah, fuck it. You know? <laughs> uh, so today, as we're recording, there, there there's some stuff. I, I I guess we should address. We didn't record last week, and that was my fault because my schedule's been a little wonky. Um, I'm doing some things to rectify that, and so we got some stuff in in the the prior week that we do want to talk about. But today, uh, three four three dropped a campaign overview for Halo Infinite, which, in my opinion, was long overdue. Yes, did you? The, I did love the one reference to the like enemies that you know before, and it was the scene, the sequence from the first campaign reveal where the ugly ass brute was. Did you notice that? I did not pick up on that. Yeah, I. they were like, oh yeah, some enemies you've seen before. And it was just that whole, him walking up that same ramp with and killing the same two brutes, but they didn't look as fucking pasty. <laughs> That's very good. That's very funny. Yeah. Now, I was going to say that like this this overview is, like I've said before whenever we talk about Halo, my my hype for Halo Infinite has not been as high as it characteristically would be just because for some reason I have not paid attention to any of the marketing until this last series of multiplayer flights. So this overview was like the first time I was sitting here watching it this morning. This was the first time I ever really felt giddy about Halo Infinite. Like I was I was grinning. I was laughing at everything. It looks so cool. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. And like I, you know, I I've said before, maybe on the podcast, there is not a single game in existence that is not made more by the inclusion of a grappling hook. I will die on that hill. Uh, but I didn't Dude. expect that the grappling hook could be like seemingly such an integral part of the game design to Halo Infinite. You just some of the gameplay bits that they showed. You can do some smooth ass combos with the equipment. Yeah. in this game. I like, thought there was a to, there was a scene with the the banshees that I thought was like the, a reference to they Battlefield. Did the, yeah, they did the only in Battlefield thing with the uh, jumping out of a banshee, shooting another banshee with a rock or the skewer, and then getting in and like yeah, because he I was kind of like hooks onto the other banshee. I was kind of just like, I mean, that was awesome, but why? We know everyone knows what this is. <laughs> I, I was like, ah, I mean, it was still cool, but eh, I don't know, I don't know, but. Yeah, the sandbox in this game looks like you're going to just be able to do some crazy-ass shit, and I'm all about it. My only hope now, and this is something that they obviously won't reveal before release, is they've said that this is the biggest, the longest Halo campaign ever. And that makes sense because it's an open-world game. But I hope by longest they mean at least four times as long. Because your traditional shooter campaign is somewhere between six and eight hours. And that's fine if you're playing call of duty or any of the original halos where you're buying the game for the multiplayer but with halo infinite they're separating them multiplayer is going to be free anyway and the campaign seems to be its own focus and given the fact that it's open world i want this campaign to last a while and it feels like it will but just because it's such a weird departure from the rest of the franchise i don't know where it's going to sit i'm my prediction is a 12 hour story with upwards to 25 plus hours of like 100%ing the campaign. And that'd be that totally is my fine. prediction. I, I would be totally okay with that. 
Um, I think one of my I, favorite I, things. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I would say anything more than that would be awesome. But I just, just given the nature of what historically we have gotten from shooter campaigns, I think that would be more than sufficient for me. For me. Right. I, but, and I'm not expecting it to be like GTA in length, but something more akin to, I don't know, the main campaign of a, of a Ubisoft game, maybe. Let me, I'm going to look this up real quick. Um, well, what are you I'm curious up? how long Battle for or the what are the, the Lord of the Rings games? Battle for Metal, not Battle. Oh, for Shadow Metal. of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor. Because I got very big Shadow of Mordor y kind of vibes with like going to different locations, fighting named enemies who you can approach in different ways on how to, you know, appro- attack or kill them. Yeah. I do love that the Silent Shadow is officially official with the. That was the elite. He's part of the Silent Shadow. Um, that elite looks so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not personally play Shadow Mordor, but I wonder if this kind of thing is present in it because a hallmark of some of my more recent favorite overworld open world games, um, such as uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands or Metal Gear Solid Five, or specifically Just Cause Three, uh, I really liked in this campaign overview where like you could go into a base and those individual bases had individual objectives that you could do as part of existing in the open world, which didn't necessarily seem tied to a campaign mission. It was just something you could go and do. That kind of busy work at a shooter is one of my favorite things right now. Kind of like a Far Cry thing where you can have like goals to liberate outposts and you can get extra points or extra bonuses by doing specific missions when you take them out. Sure. I have never played a Far Cry game, but that sounds like what I'm describing. Yeah, yeah, like, in, in Far Cry, like, when you liberate outposts, uh, each outpost will be like, uh, don't be detected at all during capturing this one, or, uh, kill X amount of people with this type of gun or weapon, you know, that kind of thing, where, like, there, and all it does is gives you bonus rewards upon completion, so, like, in Far Cry, it's, like, more money, uh, more upgrade materials, that kind of stuff. Um, but if they, if they could do something like that for a Halo game, that would be, that'd be sweet. Yeah, and specifically the objective to destroy the silos that they showed in the trailer gave me big Just Cause vibes. Yeah. So for, uh, for reference, uh, the first Shadow of Mordor's average length is about 16 hours for the main story. Uh, it has main story plus extras around 25 hours, and then a completionist run being around 33 I think if we got that for Halo, I'd be so fucking happy. Like, yeah. that would be incredible. I don't think it'll be that long. It'll be a little bit shorter. But anything within, like, a standard deviation of that would be awesome. Based on what I have played and now seen, as as much time as I could spend in this world as possible, I'm going to want. But that that length, that would be acceptable. Especially, like I said, for a departure from your traditional, at most, nine-hour first-person shooter campaign. I think it's going to be a really good evolution for the series. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, on to some not-so-good news that we should touch on. Uh, Are you going to do the the Disney stuff? Yeah. Okay, well, hold that part, because I want to transition to... I have a great transition to go into that. Oh, okay. And so, we're first going to start with some anime news. (laughs) Okay. Uh, One, 
uh, I breaking news to everyone listening. Uh, Netflix listens to our podcast because uh, they have started releasing seasonal anime week to week. <laughs> Round of applause, Netflix. I don't know what the fuck that's going to do to the audio, but fuck it. <laughs> um, I can't believe it. I'm super fucking excited. Two shows this season. Netflix is actually releasing week to week. Granted, with Komi-san, they waited three weeks. For the English subtitle version, don't know why. When uh, Blue Period, they just immediately are doing week to week. You know, please explain that to me, Netflix. I mean, I, I, hey, you're trying. I get it. We're we're making positive progress, but what what the fuck? Um, but boy, am I a happy little clam about that. Um, and and now for the trip. That was really the only a uh, little bit for the main anime news, but this is how we're going to slowly start to transition. We also found out that um, Disney has gotten Aniplex to produce a Twisted Wonderland anime for Disney+. And um, very interested to see that. A lot of people in the anime space had... I would say a lot of, like, eh responses online to uh, Disney trying to get into anime. Um, If this is all they're going to do and they're going to just, they're going to basically contract an anime studio to make something specifically for them, I would be okay with that. If Disney's going to try and start licensing shit, I'm going to have a big fucking problem because it's Disney and, um... You think Disney's going to be okay with, like, shows like, I don't know, Inuyashiki or, you know, what's another show where shit, Attack on Titan? Ah, uh, no. Granted, they probably wouldn't go after those, but I don't really want Disney getting involved in the anime space that much. Just not something I'm looking to have happen. With Disney transitioning to a consumer-first business strategy with Disney+, Plus, I feel like it was inevitable they would start dipping their toes into anime. Um, doing it first with a Star Wars anthology was a surprise. But it's also a surprise that for like this like more legitimate anime project being not tied into one of their properties... I, I'm kind of surprised they're putting it on Disney Plus, and I feel like it's going to be a while until that feels okay. Because I'm kind of like, why wouldn't they just put it on Hulu or something? Mm. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, who knows? It, may, it might not be that bad. I just am very skeptical of that. Disney's gonna allow the studio... Now, if they do what they did with Star Wars Visions, and they're like, hey, super popular anime studios, make us make something in the Star Wars universe. Okay. If they're gonna be just, like, hands-off, we're gonna license it, we're gonna pay for it, okay, cool, I'm in. But if it's gonna be how I would imagine Disney to be, and be very hands-on overviewy of what they would allow the content to be because it's just kind of how I, I feel like if it doesn't mesh with the Disney brand 
they wouldn't really let it go out. But then again, there is they they kind of did that with Visions. They just were like, hey, yeah, make some Star Wars anime, and it's it's anime in the Star Wars universe, and that's about all you can say about the comparisons to traditional Star Wars because it's just it was it's awesome. I haven't watched all of it yet. I'm still about I've only watched about half of it. I don't know if you've watched any of Visions. I have not. Um, but there's some really cool shit in some of those episodes because it's just kind of like oh. I would watch a show about some of these, and they kind of just hit all the just generic anime categories. Like there is a goddamn not idol, but music anime, music anime episode, which is kind of my least favorite because I kind of thought it sucked. But they still just hit all the different genres of anime in it, which is pretty cool. Is that what Disney's gonna continue to do? I don't think so. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. But I'd be shocked if they would just let the studios kind of do whatever they want in some of these Disney universes. Yeah. I, and then the final I transition. Know, I don't have anything to say about anime. That's, and then the final transition is to what I believe you were trying to go to earlier with the bad news. And I'll let you take it away. Yeah, and I mean, now that I'm looking at what's actually here in the article, it's not, it's not like a huge deal as a fan, but it's interesting to see from a marketing perspective so they announced last week that they are pushing back several marvel movies um including doctor strange black panther and uh the new thor and they're only delayed by a few months which and by a few months i mean at most three months and i kind of don't get that because Doctor Strange is now pushed back from March of 2022 to May of 2022. Thor is pushed back from May to July, and Black Panther is pushed back from July to November. I That's weird. Yeah, I don't get it. Because, like, Disney is not in a position to delay a movie because of COVID. Because Disney themselves have proved that they can still be profitable even in a pandemic. If Shang-Chi is anything to go by, if Black Widow is anything to go by, they aren't really scared of losing revenue. Um, Especially because, again, they are transitioning to being consumer first, and that means focusing on Disney Plus primarily. So I don't see these delays as a pandemic-motivated thing. And so I'm wondering if this is, uh, like, a way to keep the, the, uh, the canon of Marvel in check. Like, they've moved something up, or they decided something's going to work better pacing-wise for these to come out later. Because it very well could be that, like, Doctor Strange had to be moved back. But then because Doctor Strange moved back, that meant everything after it had to move back. Mm. Now, what is otherwise more interesting is that in the same announcement, Indiana Jones 5 did get pushed back an entire year. And I mean, that I have, I have no insight on. Yeah. But it's just weird yeah. to see. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the first time we've had this major of a, uh, th- like this many different, I guess, movies in this case get pushed, right? Like we we've we've had some Marvel movies get pushed back before. I'm not really counting Black Widow because that was all COVID related, right? And and that was really the only one that got hard pushed several um, times. Yeah, 
And so, yeah, this it's it's interesting. I I would, I I'm curious if it has anything to do with um the almost strike that happened recently amongst TV and film workers, and because of that, it pushed back production to where they needed a few more months. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting if they bring out any more information about why I doubt we will ever know. <laughs> right. But uh if we do, I would be interested to know what happened. Yeah, this does unfortunately mean that uh we have almost like half a year between Spider-Man and Doctor Strange now. Uh no. Cuz Spider-Man comes out in December, I think, and then now Doctor Strange is coming out in May of next year. Which I mean, that's mm. like it, it it's whatever we're gonna see the movie eventually either way but it's uh it's just interesting to talk and think about yep i will say i'm i'm getting more and more hyped for eternals even though i'm just seeing the same like trailer over and over again <laughs> I'm, I'm just like yeah no dude i'm 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 ready for this one i am even more than taika waititi taking over on thor i'm i'm so fucking interested to see how chloe Zhao. Uh, tries to make a Marvel movie, what her approach is going to be. Yeah, it'll definitely be unique. Because we already know the Eternals, they have said, is going to be like Marvel Universe changing in its execution. There's going to be big things happening that's going to redefine what we think about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But then that also Hmm. means that Chloe Zhao in particular is positioned to completely redefine the tone of the MCU going forward. Just like Taika yeah. did with uh, Thor Ragnarok, which itself was an iteration on James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. It's just cool to like exist with a franchise that is decades spanning and note when it evolves, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, yeah. And, and we're, finally kinda, we're finally getting more deviation a little bit in some of the formula, I think. I mean, there's still a lot that hit that main Marvel formula, but, well, I think I thought, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought Shang-Chi was a little more original than you. Yes. That, yeah, I, I, I thought it, well. Shang-Chi okay, was original until that. the final third of the movie, and then it was just Marvel. You're right. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm talking out loud and realizing I jumped the gun a bit, but that's okay. <laughs> Have you seen The Last Duel yet? Are you going to see it? I intend to. I don't know if I'll get to it in theaters, though. Because I was looking this weekend to try and sneak in some time to maybe see that. That or Dune, because those are the two movies I would like to see, it, preferably in theaters. Dune I have seen, but I am going to the theaters tomorrow to watch it in 3D. Oh, you did watch it. Yeah. What did you think of it? Because I've heard good things about it. It's good. Um, It's weird. The, the pacing <laughs> feels weird to me, not only because it is an adaptation of an absolutely massive book, um, which is hard sci-fi, focused on politics and world building, but also because it is written as, like it is part one to a two-part series, wherein the sequel is not even guaranteed. So in some ways, it doesn't even feel like Dune wraps up its own story. 
Like, I, I feel like when the sequel comes out, watching them back to back is going to easily be the definitive Dune watching experience. Whereas It Chapter One feels like its own fine self-contained movie, Dune very much feels like a prologue to something bigger. Okay. Well, I, and I—that's I, one thing that I—I I had seen was a lot of uh, a lot of people going. Just imagine if they allowed him to do one like four four and a half hour movie that told the whole story of the first book <laughs> it's like it would have been fucking amazing i'm like uh i haven't seen it yet so i have no opinion on that yet but i'm also kind of like there's a reason why movies are never that long because yeah. even if you watch that what is it like almost three hours i'm guessing uh it's about two and a half yeah my, my thing is like okay yeah you watch that now if you were in the movie and you were like, yeah, we're only halfway through. You'd go, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. I, I, am I really going to sit here for two more hours? And the answer is, yeah, you probably would. But you're not going to get as many people to go see it. Because the same reason why I'm hesitant to go see the newest James Bond is because that movie's two hours and 45 minutes. And I'm like, holy mother of God. I don't know if I want to watch a three-hour James Bond movie. Yeah, I, I think me and everyone I watched it with were pretty much in agreement that while this movie was good, like I don't have any complaints about the movie, it it should have been, it would have been better executed as uh, HBO's next premium series. Mm, like Dune, okay. Dune should have been the Game of Thrones for the 2020s. Maybe not that long, because I, I mean... Dune is a long-spanning franchise, but I don't know how much they're actually planning on adapting. But at least go, go this, this Dune Part 1 and Part 2 should have just been a series on HBO Max. Go high fantasy to high sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'd have been about it. I like the giant worms. Hey, don't they harvest their, their semen or some shit? What? I don't know. Don't the worms have goo and that's what the whole shit's about? No. Oh. Then whoever what are I you heard talking about whoever I heard give a shitty quick uh uh description of Dune was really off. I mean, unless that's something that's revealed later, because I could I could kind of buy that based on the ecosystem of the planet, but that's not how it's described in the movie. <laughs> oh, because like they're they're like two sentence like description of like the whole purpose of Dune is like. Yeah, there's like political strife because they're trying to control the worms because they harvest the worm goo for shit in the galaxy because it's super valuable. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. No, so what, what's actually happening is they are on the planet to harvest a natural mineral on the planet called spice, which for the natives on the planet is a hallucinogenic, uh, but for the civilization trying to harvest it, it is uh, an important tool to their method of space travel. You sure it's not worm poop? Well, I mean, like I said, I could buy that because the worms do, like, swim through the sand, so maybe the spice is a byproduct of their digestion and the person you talk to has deeper dune lore than I do, but they definitely didn't say that in the movie. Well, it was somebody who had read the book. Okay, then maybe. That. Maybe it is worm poop. And I think they specifically worded it as, like, worm jizz just to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, it could be a byproduct of the worms. I, I love it. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what movie did you watch? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Good fucking lord. Hey, speaking of evolutions, I, I need to bitch about something. 
Oh boy, here we go. Um, now it's your turn. What the fuck with? I mean, okay, <laughs> I know it's twenty twenty one. This is gonna sound ridiculous, but what the fuck with Facebook, right? And oh. uh, so there's a fucking there's a Resident Evil Four remake in VR. Oh, okay, that's where we're going. And so it's like, wait, and it looks really good, and I've heard really good things about it. Like, it looks even better than what Resi 7 did on PSVR. And Resi 7 was, for its time, the killer app of virtual reality. Resident Evil 7 was a phenomenal virtual reality experience. And it and it looks like they have rebuilt Resident Evil 4 from the ground up as a VR experience. And it looks really, really cool, and I really wish I could play it. But I can't, because for some reason, Facebook, in their infinite wisdom, decided that they needed a killer app not for the Oculus platform, not for their family of VR headsets, but specifically for the Oculus Quest 2. Huh. Like, like I, I have a Rift S, which is not an old headset by traditional console standards. And aside from the Quest, I'm pretty sure the Rift S is still, like, the newest PC Rift headset, unless there's a Rift S 2 that I don't know about, uh, but that would still not factor into this argument. I, it, it feels like an absolute betrayal to me as a consumer that I would buy into their platform, their family of products, their their proprietary digital store where they do have exclusive games only available on the Oculus store. But now because I don't own the hardware of the same generation that they're pushing, I can't play this game. That's fucking asinine. Yeah, that's total bullshit. It doesn't, it doesn't actually make any sense either. Like that's like, that's almost. I I don't even know of of a comparison you it, could make. It would for that. almost be like if Microsoft put out the the Xbox Slim, or Sony put out the PS Slim, and then they had a game exclusive to the Slim. Cause the same fucking hardware, except that's not even a, like the the right comparison because the 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 Quest Two is like almost objectively a worse headset than the Rift S because the Quest is meant to be standalone. All the processing power is in the headset itself, whereas the, the Rift S actually connects to your PC so you can have stronger gaming experiences based on the specs of your PC. They, they I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> that is... A decision that only Facebook could make. I'll put it that way. Um, like, I was already weary about staying with Oculus, A, because they're owned by Facebook, and that inherently makes me not feel good about owning a product. But then, B, when Facebook <laughs> went down a couple weeks ago, it took the Oculus platform with it. Jesus. But but this is actually the final nail in the coffin. I am I am actively looking for ways to get rid of my Rift S, and I want to move to a different headset. Fair. I mean, that that is... Yeah, I that's 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 crazy. I I don't really have anything else than that because that just, just seems it, it seems completely ass backwards too. Because why would you basically uh cripple yourself 
when it comes to sales for that game. Yeah, because like, again, they already have an wait, Oculus why? store that has exclusive programs that you can't get on Steam. So then why would they further segment it and only have it available on one console? Uh, VR headsets already aren't a widespread market. It's a very niche thing, and they're continuing to splinter it for some reason. That's like some Nintendo-level shit. I, I think it's even worse than Nintendo. I was going to say, even though Nintendo would never go that far, like, as long as there's a, you know, they're, they, don't, they don't cuck themselves like that within one generation of a of console. You know, once they move to the next gen, they're like, oh, that old thing? Fuck it. Uh, this is like a lateral, like you said, a lateral move. And then they're like, oh, yeah, the thing that came out first? Nah. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. So it's it's very frustrating, and I, HP did just announce their own new headset, oh, really? um, which is an iteration on a lot of the technology of the uh, of Valve's Vive. because uh, they're they're actually they're advertising it on Steam, and they say specifically the lenses and the speakers are Valve design technology. So it sounds like either Valve is backing HP on this, or I mean. If you consider uh, a project like the Steam Box, this is just how uh, Valve always wanted to operate with their hardware. Uh, but that headset is $500, I think. Oh, boy. And I got the Rift S, I think, for... It was either 300 or 400 I think it was, it, it was 400 I got it for 350 on Black Friday. And that's the one that you still kind of need a good computer for, yes. correct? See, that's kind of that's what's kind of wild to me is that we're still in a landscape where that hardware is st- still seems expensive to me for for people. It's like it's still not super approachable, right? It's especially it's like if game you, console prices for not a second console. Yeah, with without as much or, content. Yeah, like you need you still need something else. You can't just plug it into your TV and play. Right, which, I mean, the Quest is the answer to that because the Quest is entirely standalone. So I get why they're pushing the Quest. This is just not the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could do the same thing, but then also, like, why would you... The early adopters for VR have been people who have used it with their PCs. So why would you ever alienate your first adopters? That's just... to terrible this marketing decision in my opinion yeah i like, i don't see makes no sense i don't see in any way you look at this marketing concept i don't see in any way this makes them money <laughs> yeah i i'd like to be able to be like oh well you know it's facebook so the pro- i can't fucking figure out what facebook's doing dude like they're they just seem like they're in some hot shit and they're just trying to create a new revenue stream but they already had one and they're kind of like splintering one they're splintering one that they had i I don't know i'm not gonna get i feel like i'm not just saying words but yeah that's some wild shit so in lighter news uh i was just scrolling through ign and uh (laughs) apparently do you remember uh like I I guess if we consider now 
and the start of the pandemic halfway between these two points in time. <laughs> Do you remember when Razer announced their face mask? Yes. That's available for purchase now. Oh my god, wasn't it? Didn't it have like like two filters on the sides and had RGB and shit? Yep. Oh Jesus Christ. It's a hundred dollars. Holy fuck, what? So it's more like uh air filtration face mask. Yes. Uh if uh, if I'm recalling correctly, and I'm just I'm glancing through this article, so I'm not sure if this made it to the final product, but I remember the prototype was also supposed to have a microphone inside the mask that would project through speakers on the outside so you would sound clearer and not be muffled by a mask, which I thought was a really cool design. That's some wild shit. It only took them a year right. from their announcement to put it out when people don't want to wear masks at all now. Yeah, like I almost, I don't want something that flashy with the RGB, but, you know, if if we, you know, if that's what the truth is, if we live in a society where I need to have a face mask, I kind of want to buy a premium face mask, you know, something, hey, something I, that makes I, sense I, to hold on to. You know, if you live in California or the West Coast, it might be a good investment because, you know, all those fires just make the air uh, really bad to breathe. And if it filters some of that for you, might be a good investment. That's very true. It does say that uh, the $100 price tag comes with three sets of the N95 filters, which uh, I guess each set of filters only lasts three days. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Because it says suddenly uh, includes, it seems like a bad investment. <laughs> includes three sets of N95 grade filters, which should last you nine days of use. Ew. Uh, or you can buy you you can spend hundred and fifty dollars and you'll get the mask with thirty three sets of filters. And then Jesus they will be Christ. selling ten packs of filters for thirty dollars. It's a racket. It probably is. Never mind. I t I take it back. I take it all back. But well, you know, when the next pandemic hits, you'll you'll be wishing you bought yourself one. It's called the Razor Zephyr, by the way. I would like the first one to end first before <laughs> I worry about the next one. I mean, it the it Zephyr. looks premium. It looks like a premium fit. <laughs> you have to charge it. It's oh got a micro USB port for charging the RGB. Oh. <laughs> 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 if I could get this on sale for like sixty bucks, I would probably buy it. But I can't. I can't justify the hundo. You can just act like you're Bane for Halloween. Like I, I would wear this out of the grocery store. I would not wear this to work. Oh no, you'd be made fun of so much by people you actually know, right? Where it's like. You know, my friends ribbing me for it, whatever. I know I look cool, but if if, if like if just like coworkers were snickering at it, I'd feel bad. <laughs> Holy shit. I that's, can't believe that's a hundred dollars. That's kind of crazy. It's almost it, it well, because it's kinda like those like um athletic masks you can get that are supposed to like regulate your breathing when you're working out or some shit. I've seen I've seen them in a lot of colleges when their colleges are doing their like their like training montage before a season starts and they're all like wearing these face masky things. They were they were really big a few years ago. Um I have no idea what the fuck they did. I as far as I know they didn't do anything. But if I remember what that razor one looks like, it was in the same vein as those. 
Okay, so I'm scrolling through the actual store page for this now, and it looks like they did not go with the microphone. Um, That's probably. But I think there are, there, there is an aspect to this design that would allow for more cleaner mouth sound, uh, especially because there is actually a silicon seal where you put in your face that, like, uh, closer seals around yourself so it's a safer face mask and then it it has a clear screen in front of your mouth for like uh you know visual recognition of what you're saying and then because of that there are also interior lights to the face mask to light up your mouth oh my and God. then the plastic has an anti-fog coating as well it it's it's, it's primo much. if you if you want a face mask that'll last i think this is this is like the only real product like that. It's it's uh, crazy. I love this. We live in a society. I love this exactly as much as I hate this. <laughs> boy, oh boy. All right, you got anything else? Um, Just that, uh, just when I thought I was burnt out on anime, the fucking fall season comes around and is goddamn good again. So, fuck me. Uh, Back on that grind. But it is nice that we have more than like two or three good shows for again. Um, cause not gonna lie, that kind of sucked last season when there was nothing good to watch. And there's uh plenty of interesting good shows this season. So my um I will actually put effort into my seasonal recap again, uh, unlike last season. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you got one of your favorites airing this season with uh, Komi Can't Communicate. Oh, bro, yeah. Komi's already at the top, but there's some there's some good-ish. Uh, Jobless Reincarnation, something Tensei, I can't remember. Why Why can't I not remember what it's called? Mushoku Tensei? Uh, Mushoku, yeah, that, that's the second part of that is going on. That's great. Blue period, great. Tacto P is very interesting. Second part of 86, which I'm liking way more than the first part. There's another Isekai that's good. I haven't even touched Demon Slayer yet. Um, even though the first part of it is just an anime version of the movie, which is interesting that that's the approach that they're taking. Because I was actually very curious how they were going to do that. If they were just going to be like, go watch the movie. We're, we're picking up from there. But they're actually Which I think is animating. what most series would do. Yeah, they're actually breaking up the movie into like seven episodes um, with a little bit of bonus content uh, to get it to seven episodes. And then they will go on with the ne- the, fu- the arc after that. So you will, if you never, if you didn't just see the a- movie itself, you technically don't have to if you watch the show week to week. Um, but there's some other good shit, but I don't, I, I will wait to go into that um sad some sad news is worlds in harem got pushed so if you wanted to watch free porn sorry what? you're gonna actually have to you're gonna actually have to google it at least until uh next season bro when is, got pushed to next season. when's redo of a healer season two because that show better get a season bro, two <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know if that's been i don't even think that got greenlit for a second season. fuck <laughs> we're moving towards a golden future of high quality porn you, you ever well, seen Atomic Blonde? I have 
No. It's basically Charlize Theron does John Wick. And it's the hottest point I've ever seen. I it looked the uh the trailer sport always looked pretty good. Um I kinda wanted to see it. I just never did. As the lines yeah, blur got, man. between hentai and anime, we move closer towards just quality pornography. <laughs> we'll get some of these major anime studios to animate porn instead Bro, of Bro, like, Kyo Annie doing hentai? <laughs> They would never do that. All they do is cute girl shows. They exactly. would never. <laughs> okay, I think we should stop. I don't want to. I, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> All right. Hey, follow us on Twitter at obsession underscore pod. Leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. And I, I think you can do that on Spotify now, too. You can also uh, follow us on Spotify now. Right? Yeah. Because they're uh they're they're trying to be a more serious podcast platform, which I'm not a fan of, but maybe we can talk about that at a later date. Oh, I like that. Um tell a friend. Tell a friend about us if you like this, because uh I you know, I, I would love it if more people got to hear my hot take on Ryan Gosling being the most generic man in existence. <laughs> is that I already know what the title of this episode is. Gonna be. <laughs> but until then, we'll see you next week. Bye!